Hello, hello, and welcome back to Confidential Chaos. I am your host, Norma Jean, or NJ, never just Norma. We've talked about this. I hope everyone had a good Christmas. I did. I was well boozed, well full of food, was so fucking full, I just wanted to die. Um, but I had so much fun hanging out with people that I love, and I just felt so warm and cozy and happy and... I am one of those people that just love the holidays, and I wasn't always one of those people because I used to get a little lonely. I still do sometimes, but I put a lot of time in investing with my friends, and it was a good holiday season. And now we're heading into 2019. New Year's is just around the corner, and I think it's pretty cool that reflecting back on my 2018, I had written... The resolution that I was going to start a podcast and here we are episode number three so I think I successfully did all of my resolutions which is kind of the first time I've ever done that um anyway if you're listening to this before we get too far into this episode because it's a long one so buckle up if you enjoy this episode if you enjoy my podcast please pretty please I beg you on my knees. Write me a review. Give me a review. Five stars. Because I'm cool. Don't be a frigid bitch. Um, It really helps with um, the suggested feed as far as iTunes goes and that algorithm shit that I can't really understand. I just know if you leave me a rating, it makes me feel better and it makes you feel better because you're giving me a nice thing and I would just really appreciate that. Sarah and I sat down earlier today and just sipped on some mimosas, which turned into some tequila sunrises, and just had a good fucking chat about being 20-something and sorting out life and dating and everything under the sun, really. So Sarah is my closest and dearest friend. She and her family and her husband and his family are quite literally my family. I wouldn't consider them anything less than that. Uh, So let's get into it. Without further ado, Sarah Fitzpatrick. Name, age, and relationship status. Sarah Fitzpatrick, which is weird. Um, Old. (laughs) Old and married. (laughs) You're not old. Cruise into my mid thirties quickly. You're turning thirty two next year, right? Yeah, yeah. When I met you, when you were twenty twenty six, two thousand fourteen. Is that when we met? It was right when I started my last relationship. So, mm. yeah, I'm trying to do math in my head. Mm-hmm. I think so. I thought you were 24 for some Either reason, 20... but it hasn't been that long. 20, 2013. Mm-hmm. 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 13. Mm-hmm. And how did we meet? Do you remember how we met? Because I was thinking about this on my way over here. My first memory of you, I don't know if is the same. No, I'm first sure memory. it's different. What is your first memory no, of me? I should, no, you go first. Well, my very first memory of you in person was um, at the bar at Rocky Tonk, and 
you came out of the bathroom and you were with Holly and you're like, I'm Sarah. And you were um, off and on dating someone and you're like, and I'm his girlfriend or something like that. And that's what I remember. And then we ordered a Coors Light or something like that. Oh, classy. <laughs> Must have been the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> ordering Coors Light. That's yeah. a sign you should have went home like two hours earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no, you... I went over to a house. You were already passed out or asleep or something. <laughs> uh-huh. And someone had your phone. I won't oh. say their name. What? And they were going through it. They're like, let's see what this NJ person <gasps> has on their phone. And I was like, I don't know who NJ is. And so, like, they're swiping through all your pictures. What? And then you... I've never even heard this <laughs> yeah. story before. And then you came from, like, somewhere in the dark crevice of a house and the guy i was dating at the time is that what he was? was he i think he was out with us i think you just went to bed and everyone else was still up or just going through my phone no he wasn't going through it some one of his, oh, friends, one of his was. friends was yeah and so uh yeah they're going through your phone here came this like crazy haired girl from the back room <laughs> you got your phone and left again and that was that was nj that was all i knew i don't remember that at all yeah I'm, this is the first time I'm even hearing this story. Yeah. And they were just going through my pictures. Yeah, oh just randomly. Because you left your phone laying out there. And they're like, oh, let's see. Because I think you must have been recently dating. Yeah. We had just... When did you like, start dating? Just, like, right around the time I met you. Okay. It was yeah. like... Yeah, because I don't think his friends had met you yet. I didn't really know you, so they were... No, when I met... <laughs> learning about you through your <laughs> through phone picture. Phone. When yeah. I met you... Him and I had only been dating, like, a couple weeks, if that. And the first time I heard about you, though, was um, through someone you were dating, and he was a friend of the guy I was dating. And he goes, you kept calling him at the dinner table. And he was like... He was classy. Yeah, he was was (laughs) like, he's like, that fucking psycho bitch, or said something like that. And I was like, oh man, she must be crazy, because I I hadn't met you, and I didn't really know this guy very well, and so I was like, man, she must be crazy. And then I met you, like, a week later, or something like that, and I was like, you're not crazy at all, screw that guy. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's when, and I was... So that was before, so I had, that was before... I guarantee. So that was before. So I had seen you, and mm-hmm. I had seen them go through your phone before that happened. Oh, wow. See, I'm I don't, pretty I don't sure. remember that. Yeah. But when I started dating that guy, I was 21. We started dating in, like, January of that year. I remember we had just missed holidays together. And I was 21, and the... First night we met, we went and got a drink. But then the second night we met, I went over to his house and we played um, that game where you roll the dice. Oh, yeah. How did that game go? So if you roll the seven, or no, I can't remember. It was a dumb game. It was some drinking game where if you you roll the dice and then you basically just had to drink every damn time. (laughs) (laughs) And you poured um, beer into a shot glass. And so that, it was a Saturday or Sunday in early afternoon. This is the second time we're hanging out. And two of his friends come over unannounced because that's how it was with him. And we just start playing this game. And I just get hammered 
and then we ended up going out. And that was the first, I don't know. I think that's mm-hmm. how I spent that entire year. Yeah. Was just weekends playing dice all day, getting drunk and doing God knows what. I think that was the definition of a party house. Yeah. And then... And the roommate. Oh, my God. That no one ever saw. <laughs> I never saw him. Yeah. He had a roommate that came in and out, like... But ne- we never, we, hu- no, we hung out with him one night. Were you there that one no. night we hung out Mm-mm. with the roommate? No, I heard about it though. And he was, he'd got, he was playing the dice game <laughs> with moonshine that he made. And we were like, dude, you gotta be careful. This game will kick you in the ass. And he got so, so, so drunk before we even went to the bar and then was ordering coffee at the bar and they ended up kicking him out. And that was kind of... <laughs> they kicked him out for ordering yeah! coffee at the bar? Yeah. Heaven forbid he tried to be sober. I know. Because <laughs> um, the girl gave him an X on his hand for trying to order coffee. And then... Although this was all secondhand information. Because he said um, the next night, we were like, where did you go, man? And he was like, oh, I tried to order coffee at the bar and they X'd me. So, see, this is why it's always good to have like one sober friend mm-hmm. in the group so they can witness everything. Mm-hmm. All these people who get exes, and they can be like, no, actually, this is what you were doing. Right. You're being a dipshit. <laughs> right. So, that's how you got the ex. <laughs> well, during that time of me being 21, and oh, well, if we met when I was 21, and you're. What year were you born? 87. So, you're four, almost four years older than me. Yeah. So then you were 25. Yeah. Okay. So if we, yeah. Okay. So we sorted out when we met, but later on, I would say like six months or less into me being 21 and crazy. You were that friend that would always be like, I'd be like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I'd have some crazy story and you'd be like, well, you're acting a fool. (laughs) Doing God knows what. You were standing on a chair. <laughs> your pants undone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, what were you doing when you were 21? I was going to school. Oh, that's right. You were in grad school. Yeah. And you were living... Well, not in grad school yet. No, not yet. But, yeah. My 21st birthday, I actually went, I asked my family to take me to Reno. So I went to Reno with my parents and Mm -hmm. my grandparents and gambled and got free drinks. And in Reno, you have like the player's card. Mm -hmm. So you put them in the slot machine on your birthday and Mm -hmm. they all tell you, happy birthday, Sarah. Mm -hmm. So everything is All the slot machines tell you that? Yeah, it lights up on the little screen. It tells Mm -hmm. you happy birthday. So I drank and I gambled and to the point like... I was playing blackjack, and I could not count. I could not count to 21 to save my life, and the dealers would be like, just just show us your cards, and we'll tell you how much you have. Mm-hmm. So that was my 21st birthday, because I don't know. And then when did you graduate? You finished grad school right before I met you, I think. 2000 and... Oh, 12 or... No, 12. 2012. Okay. That's 2012. Because you were just out. Yeah. So, that was, that was my celebration. Going to Reno? No. Oh. No. What was Just being done with school. Oh, oh, oh. Just having free time. 
Yeah, so when I met you, I had just started this relationship, which ended up lasting almost three years. That relationship was pretty serious. And you were more or less single that whole time. Mm-hmm. And you bought a house, but you weren't quite as rowdy. I don't know. You weren't quite as rowdy as I've been single. No. Maybe. <laughs> no, because I don't like people enough. You're too friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're definitely one of those people that you're, you're nice to everyone, but you're not, like, in. Everyone's not in with you. Yeah. Okay. So, I can hang out with someone one time, and I've made up my mind. Like, dating-wise. Oh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. made up my mind. Mm-hmm. So if I go out with you again and I didn't like you the first time, it's not because I wanted to. It's because people around me were like, oh, uh-huh. you should really give someone, <laughs> you know, a couple chances. You don't really know them. And it's like, well, okay. I remember that when you were single and I was date- I was in that relationship. And I remember you would, go- one date in particular you went on and he did... He did something dumb. He, he said something dumb. He said a dumb. word. He said one word. <laughs> he said one word. It was so annoying. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? I don't know. Spooky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like 300 times in a conversation. And I was like, nope. <laughs> he kept saying the word spooky. Yeah. <laughs> you, spooky. I don't remember if you texted me or called me, but you're like, I'm definitely not <laughs> interested because he kept saying the word spooky. <laughs> but your other friends... We're like, go see him again. They said at least get a dinner from him. Like, yeah. go out again. Yeah. Wasn't worth the dinner. <laughs> I feel, I mean, and then you feel bad because, you know, when, and it's not even like you don't like a person. Mm-hmm. They were like, we could have been friends. I yeah. just don't want to date you. Yeah. But then you're kind of like snippy and rude. So then right. you're at dinner. You're mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. getting through it. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, can't wait to get home and mm-hmm. not call you. Never <laughs> again. Never again. And I wish think... you the best in life. <laughs> I think that person was kind of in our friends, too, so you were just irritated that yeah. he kept coming around and yeah. you're like, dude, you said spooky too many times. <laughs> there's there's no there's no good way. Cause it's either there's there rarely do you still hear someone say like, "Oh, it was platonic. We just split up, and we're right. both happy, and our hearts aren't sad." It's either someone's getting hurt, yeah, someone doesn't want to be in it, mm-hmm. and so whether you're the someone getting hurt, and then you become the crazy person because mm-hmm. you're like, "No," mm-hmm. or you're the person that's like, "I'm not gonna miss you when you're gone," mm-hmm. and then and then that person calls you and texts you, and then you run into them, and then you get annoyed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then you're kind of a person you probably don't want to be so there's really there's no if it doesn't work out there's no good in Mm -hmm. I've had a hard time navigating that on both ends like I've been I've been the person that acts super casual and told myself and other people that this person didn't mean too much to me and that it could end tomorrow and it wasn't a big deal but then as soon as it did end I was super upset Mm -hmm. or the other end of trying to let them down easy or, you know, because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But at the end of the day, it's probably nicer to just tell them straight up than to try and be friendly and... Yeah, and sometimes you, 
you're just like, hey, it's not working out. And then a couple of days go by, you know, and they reach out and you're like, oh. And after you've had a little break, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, oh sure. Let's go to dinner again. You go to dinner again and you're like, oh, my God. Like, why mm-hmm. did I like, no, there mm-hmm. was a reason I ended this. I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of that with so many people where and it also depends on timing, I guess, because if. <laughs> if I'm feeling a real lull in my dating life and I have I haven't really been dating or flirting or anything at all, then people that used to annoy me all of a sudden be it's like, well, they're giving me attention, so I'll give them some of my time and then the second I spend an, you know, another chunk of time with them, I am reminded about why I did a quick quickly reminded you're like okay it's like that coming back it's like that shirt in your closet that you keep and just because it fits but then you wear it every six months and you're like this is why I don't wear this damn shirt yeah I literally just actually speaking of closets pulled clothes out of my closet that I haven't worn in a year and I was like you know what next spring might be the spring and I like put it back like there's still hope for you and I did it with multiple shirts so Especially if I should treat them like exes. Yeah. Just be gone. <laughs> Just be done. Think about your clothes. Move on. Like, think about your exes. If we yeah. haven't talked in a year, if we, <laughs> we haven't had any significant interaction in a long time. Although when I got, I went through my closet, because uh, I went and bought a bunch of new pairs of jeans, and I told myself, I had this genius idea going through my closet that if, when I looked at it, if I wouldn't buy it off the shelf now, I should just get rid of it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously have, like, old clothes that you just keep around that you lounge around in. But mm-hmm. in general, if it, if I was on the fence about it, uh, I just told myself, would I buy this off the shelf now? No. Then get rid of it. Yeah. it It's a struggle. So, for... For me, I have this weird thing like, oh, if I wear this to work, then I don't want to wear it to a family dinner. And if Mm. I wear it to a family dinner, I don't want to lounge around the house in it. And I have all these like segregated clothes in my (laughs) closet that are for special certain things. And it's like, oh, I don't want to be caught at work in this shirt and then be caught at dinner with my husband in this shirt. Like these are separate shirts. And I feel like maybe that's a problem as well. Mm -hmm. Like they can intermingle Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um, When I start wearing clothes to work, because I have an office job. For those of you that don't know, I don't just live on Instagram. What? Um, <laughs> you have a job? I know. It's hard to when believe. You, what? No, I know. <laughs> it's seven years. Seven years, this job. Good uh, for you. But I have to dress nice for work. And I notice this when I go on dates. I could totally wear something that I would wear to work on a date. And I would look nice. But in my mind, it's work clothes. And I feel uncomfortable or I don't know I feel like I'm going to work so I don't want to wear it right it's like my clothes have an attitude yeah I'm trying to even think about what I would wear on a date no. <laughs> yeah what's the difference between going on a date with your and husband going and going, going on a first date I don't I don't uh oh well I'm trying to think what I wore to our first real date dinner date mm-hmm Oh, I think I wore a dress. I think it looked nice. It was winter time, so mm-hmm. it was cold. So I think boots and a dress. Mm-hmm. But for the record, what? he we get out of the car and he goes, "Ah, I forgot my wallet." On your first date? On our first date. 
And I, <laughs> I don't was remember like, this. Yeah, he said, he's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. I'm hungry, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go inside and eat dinner, and you can either sit there and watch me, or you can order something, too, and I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, this is why I feel like I should glean all my dating advice from you, because... I've never been known to be that straightforward. Oh, well, he, and come to find out, he was more concerned we were eating in the bar side of the restaurant, so Mm -hmm. he was worried, like, he was going to get ID'd or card, and I was like, Mm -hmm. well, you look over 21, so that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, didn't even check or Mm -hmm. anything, so yeah, I bought dinner for our first date. (laughs) That's funny. I bought a lot of first date dinners, but that's only because I've gone on too many Tinder dates. Yeah. And then I See, get... I never... I I miss that. I miss that air. I mean, I could have probably. Yeah. But that's just not my personality. Mm-hmm. I would have stood up thousands of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have never... Just, like, you know... Actually, not thousands. Like, ten. <laughs> like, the ten I... Is it right? Swipe yeah, right swipe on? Right. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, okay, see you tonight. And then, <laughs> like, five minutes before, like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. Because <laughs> it's too awkward. Actually, I've done that quite a few times. Or... Once you get into the swing of Tinder, that sounds terrible. I think but... that means you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a Tinder routine, <laughs> um, you get, you kind of make loose plans with people. You're like, oh, let's get together Sunday, or you kind of throw a day out there. Mm-hmm. And then that day comes and you get caught up with friends oh. or doing something else. And you're like, I definitely don't want to go on an awkward date right now. I'm just going to cancel. So, yeah, I mean, so, but you and Nick have been together three years now? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the other day. This was our fourth Christmas. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I can't believe you guys have spent four Christmases together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you're the first, I was also thinking about this on the way here, you are the first really close friend that I've watched meet somebody and get married to them. Which is just kind of a funny... Weird. Yeah, because I knew you before then, yeah. and when I was, um, you know, the three years before you met him, and I was in a committed relationship, and him and I were living together, you used to come over to our house all the time for dinner, and then uh, you bought your house, I got out of that relationship, I moved in with you, mm-hmm. and then once you and Nick moved in together... I'm, it like totally switched because then I was single and <laughs> I haven't like dated, dated any of Nick's friends, but you know, no. I started flirting. I know. Of. I started flirting with his friends. There are some <laughs> you could settle down with and you'd be okay with it. I Whoa, know. And huh? I don't want to say that out loud. Their names? Yeah. Oh yeah, I they know. They all have the same name. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> they do. I have a thing for... Yeah. <laughs> Even... We won't say that name, but go to her Instagram. <laughs> start seeing if there's a common theme. Oh, yeah. they don't all have Instagram. Okay, just kidding. Uh, one of them. No. Two of them. What? The one from this summer? He may or may not have one. He has one. I'm not sure how active he is on it, though. Yeah. The... And then... 
Oh, the other one. No, he yeah. doesn't have one. Yeah. And then the other one and the other one. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? What's the name? <laughs> I was thinking last night. That'll though. be if I get back on the next episode. Yeah. And she feeds me more than mimosas for mm-hmm. breakfast. Yeah. Well, I brought You're going to need mimosas. more than champagne to get that out of mm-hmm. me. I know when I did my podcast with my brother, the more vodka he had, the he definitely started loosening up and saying stuff. And we were talking about a guy that I used to date. Oh, my, yeah, and I heard that. In I my teens. And he said the name. And yeah. I was like, God damn it. And then you couldn't get the stories right, and I could barely I know. follow you. Because I, I feel like I kind of <laughs> know. And I was like, wait, which one do you work with? And which one were you dating? <laughs> I, I chose the names David and Daniel, which are way too close. One of them was actually I was like, named Daniel. Yeah, I was like, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but the other guy's name was not David. It started with but an I M? Sh- huh? Did you say it on that last podcast? No. His The other guy's name started with a C. It's oh. who my Instagram oh, handle is after. that's right. And I was going back and forth between the two of them. But even when I listened to that back, I was like, I broke up with Daniel and then I went and got back together with Daniel. I was just kept saying Daniel and I was getting really confusing. But again, lots of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to... Oh, we should have... Oh, I don't have vodka. I was going to say we should have put vodka in our mimosas. Oh. But, okay, back to your podcast with your brother. First of all, I don't fart and burp or laugh as much as your brother. <laughs> but what was the story, and I messaged you on Instagram, so you didn't check it, about Pam with the bad breath? He said, on my living room floor... Okay, so he... I was like, what does my living room floor have to do with this? So he... It was when I moved in with you after um, I had gotten out of that relationship that we've been talking about. Yeah. Which we still like the guy, by the way. Yeah. He's great. And he has a great girlfriend. And I was just texting her last night. Okay. Um, That's weird. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, I have something to mention about that, but I'll bring it up after I tell this story. So... Pam, okay, he was over. I was like, we're not supposed to say Pam. I can't remember if he was, because he used to be in the Marines, and I can't remember if he was home on leave or if he had just gotten out. Mm -hmm. I think he had just gotten out. And he was dating this girl for the better part of a year. And he wanted to break up with her but didn't know how, and it didn't sound like he even really liked her. And we were in your living, or no, he came over hungover one day and we were in your kitchen and I was sitting on the counter and he was laying on the kitchen floor. I don't know why he was laying on the kitchen floor, but. Probably cold, like a bathroom floor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he uh, is explaining to me why he doesn't want to be with her. And I was like, doesn't even sound like you like her. And I had started Snapchatting him. Oh, okay. Right as. I said something like, I don't even think you like her. And then he goes, oh, my God, and another thing. She has terrible <laughs> breath. And go, started going on about how she had terrible breath and she had halitosis and all these things. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so mean. But when you heard the Snapchat was just hilarious between the two of us because it was just this eight-second clip of him being like, on your kitchen floor, yeah. laying down on your kitchen floor, <laughs> talking about how she had terrible breath. Okay, that's it coming back to me now, but I was like, what? What does my floor have to do with this lady <laughs> and her bad breath? That's funny. No, I'm like, he's so, I think he's getting better, but at the time, he, 
Well, I'm guilty of this too. Actually, we're both guilty of this. Being with people just because they want to be with us. And I think that I think was kind of the... bored. Yeah. I'm bored now or I've been bored. You've before. been bored. Yeah. Yeah, I I get to Not necessarily even to... like bored, just maybe mm-hmm. make your phone beep. Yeah. Honestly, because you get you get I don't know, addicted isn't the right word, but you miss just con- like hearing from somebody mm-hmm. and someone wanting to check in with you and part of me being single over the past three and a half years or so was learning that I have to find that or not find it, but be okay with getting attention and validation from friends, I guess, and not right. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that love and support from friends, which in the end serves, has served me way better because when I do get into a relationship or start dating someone, I feel like I have this really sturdy foundation to mm-hmm. to come back on. But because I was never that close with my family, you know, it's, I think I navigated that a lot differently in my early 20s. But I didn't really have this, like, home base right. or, like, emotional home base. And so... I got that from people I was dating. Right. And actually, I was just... (laughs) The guy I was dating, his girlfriend, she randomly texted me. Well, not randomly texted me, but she asked me, do you want to get married or have you ever wanted marriage? She asked you that? Yeah, she asked me that. Oh, on your little question. No, she texted me that. Oh, just in general. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, um, I should read... Um... I think this is still recording. I don't want to. Yeah. She asked me, have you ever wanted to get married or, you know, and was I. Was that your reply? Yeah, this I know. Is, it was, this, was, this was quite the conversation. Yeah, you text her back when you text me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, she said, do you eventually want to get married? I said, honestly, I've never wanted marriage ever. I'm open to the idea that I might change my mind about it, but no, you. And she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I won't read too much of it because I don't know what she wants me to share, but, um, And then I said, oh, she asked if I wanted a lifelong partner, if that's what I want. And I said, that sounds nice, but sometimes I wonder if I have the skill set to maintain a lifelong partner. Um, And then... And then she's like, so you don't believe in the one and only? And I was like, I think I believe in the one and only for everyone else. I just worry if I'm capable of the one and only. And then I said, I worry that people and when I say this it's probably coming more from a internal place of what I worry for myself but I worry that people put too much responsibility on their partners and their kids or future kids on giving them a purpose right and that's what I've been guilty of that in my past relationships is I expect them to give me a purpose outside of work because, I mean, what what else do we have? What do we put the most time into? Work and our partners and our friends, right? And our family. So, since I don't really have a lot of family ties, especially in the past 10 years, um, I would get into these relationships and I'd be like, I need you to, like, fill the rest of the glass up for me. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't, I'd be mad. 
and I'd, right. be, I'd feel resentful. Right. Well, I would say currently you probably, just between Nick and I, that's a lot of family commitment. Mm-hmm. Like at this mm-hmm. point, if, oh, she's not going to come over for Christmas Eve. Oh, mm-hmm. and she's not coming <laughs> over for Christmas. Like mm-hmm. at this point, you're just letting down technically your family. Right. Thing they would not be happy to hear that. So, mm-hmm. but I would say people that you, you know, you always see those people that you envy and you're like, oh, wow, that seems like a great couple. They're the people that have a good balance, like whether mm-hmm. they have a career, kids, family, they don't have everything in one basket. Right. Yeah, their husband does this and they do that, and mm-hmm. but they're not reliant on one thing or it's not just that mom that all she does, oh, I'm taking my kid here and there and this yeah. and that and that. And I'm like, what else do you do? Like, mm-hmm. even just, do you ever just sit down and read a book? And I don't know, because I don't, I don't have kids, so I can't, I can't say, but I feel that everyone needs, like, their own purpose or their own hobby or mm-hmm. something to keep them busy. If not, then you lose a little bit of your own identity. Mm-hmm. And I think, you, I mean, whether you're married or single, I think even as a single person, you can lose your own identity as mm-hmm. well whatever your goal is, you know, you Mm -hmm. just kind of get stuck in this void and you might not know what it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. But if you search, whether it's a hobby or a skill set or something, you just have to keep expanding your mind, I guess, Mm -hmm. like thinking outside the box Mm -hmm. too. Um, But you can never rely on someone else to do it Mm -hmm. and never expect like, you know, Nick to come home and like dictate the next move in my life yeah. I'm usually like oh I'm doing this or that or mm-hmm. uh, that's really not his mm-hmm. job his job is to either support it or be like eh, not a good idea maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't be doing that or maybe you should be doing that mm-hmm. I think it's funny because that's something that you hear that's something that you tell people even when I don't think you have I've told people that I've told people oh well you can't um, you have to keep your independence. You have, to, you know, kind of like these buzz phrases. You know, you have to maintain your independence. You can't put all of this responsibility on your partner. But there's a there's some of that that you really have to learn through, I don't know, trial and error is the right word. But if you come from not having this home base with your family, I think you're definitely more inclined to meet someone and be like, all right, here's my purpose. Here's the, here's what I'm going to put my legacy into. Mm -hmm. And then when they don't, because people are human and when they don't deliver that, then you get resentful. And that, that's kind of what I was feeling in my last relationship, which I didn't even feel that in the sense that I thought those exact words. I didn't even think that when we broke up. But I, being removed from it now, I realized that I felt resentment towards him and I felt like, why aren't you making me happy? Right. Like, why aren't you, you know, doing the work for me almost? And over the past couple years of being single, it's been quite touch and go at times. But because <laughs> even when I was like, I'm going to break up with so-and-so because and I want to be single, then I ended up in like nine months of a weird like relationship that wasn't a relationship that ended up with me feeling very hurt and frustrated and you know took me a really long time to work through so well you you and I or Nick and I just had a conversation about what what is marriage exactly compared to like 
a fully committed, we live together relationship, yeah. what is the difference? I wonder this. I yeah. said the two, well, this was my interpretation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's right. The two things, one, legally, we've legally signed a piece of paper and bound ourselves together. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to tax us together. Mm-hmm. So yay mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or the religious side, you're making a commitment, you know, um, in front of God that yeah. you're going to, you know, take care of each other and mm-hmm. be true to each other. And it's a spiritual religion mm-hmm. type ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I don't really fully understand the difference. Well, I mean, I understand the difference between marriage and lifelong committed partnership where you're living together. If you're living together, you're going to have bills together, food, mm-hmm. um, you know, shelter, whatever it is that you are cohabitating, mm-hmm. whatever it is that it requires. Mm-hmm. And then marriage is that final step of signing your name on mm-hmm. a piece of paper. Like mm-hmm. you both sign it and someone mm-hmm. someone watches it and signs it too. Like, hey, we've all signed this paper. It's real now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a little bit of a an interesting concept there you know do you feel like maybe it's a thing that if you if you have if you have your marriage as a bartering tool it can either be something that you um kind of hold over their head like you can't leave me i get to behave poorly because you married me oh god or it can be used as like we're going through a rough time because it's going to happen oh, whether yeah. you're married or not. And it's going to happen whether you're in a romantic. I mean, you can have hard times with friends and family. So when you're going through a hard time to someone you choose or you chose to spend your life with, it can be like, well, I know this sucks right now, but we decided X amount of years ago that we were going to tough it out and like we're going to figure it out. And even though this sucks, you know what I mean? Like the difference between you have to stick with me no matter how I behave, and I know this sucks right now, and I'm trying to sort of... You get what, what yeah, I Yeah, mean? no, I get what you're saying, but I think if you're... If that's the mindset you have when you're getting married, yeah. like, I can be a real dick once we're <laughs> married, like, I feel like maybe you shouldn't be getting married. I feel like I've witnessed marriages that are like that. Like, the, like the people who are fighting, like, up until they're getting married, and, like, uh-huh. talking bad, you're like, uh-huh. why, why are you getting married? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. it's not going to make it better. It's like you were telling me right before we started this, um, talking about when you're frustrated with someone, trying to sort out why. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what exactly was it that you said? So, I said, when, yeah, when you're frustrated or there's a problem that's occurring, and you kind of let it roll off your back, and then it say it happens again or something similar and you get to that boiling point where mm-hmm. you just want to explode on that person are you getting mad for that specific topic or is there an underlying issue so the example was um someone showing up late coming home late are you mad that they're late or are you mad that they're taking advantage of you or are you mad that they made you worry like what's the actual mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. so I think that goes back a little bit to if you're marrying someone to give you purpose, then, and purpose is such a big word, but what I mean is if you're, if you're, (laughs) Sarah's fighting with her mimosa. (laughs) It's just pulp. (laughs) um, Heavy pulp in a straw. (laughs) This seems to be a theme because my brother got into a fight with his drink (laughs) 
when we were on the podcast. I'm going to make you talk here in a minute. I'm going to go get a screwdriver. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have vodka? I'm going to put rum in it. Oh, ew! <laughs> what? What's rum in OJ? Is that... I don't know. <laughs> well... I could put tequila in it. What's a tequila I feel like sunrise? The, yeah, I feel like OJ and tequila is better than OJ and rum. You... Hold on. I gotta Google. <laughs> okay, while you're Googling... Yeah, finish, finish your my, thought. Sorry. My, my profound thought. No. <laughs> you probably lost it. Um, If you're just marrying someone to fu- to fulfill a void i'm trying to think of a more tangible example if i think through my relationships or someone i was with i'd probably like something this isn't marriage necessarily but i was in a relationship with someone that guy <laughs> that guy i dated that we were not together but kind of together right he was the most complimentary person i had ever dated like every time i was around him or not, actually thinking back, it wasn't quite as great as I thought. But at the time, my perception was, every time I was around him, he greeted me with a big hug and a kiss, and he was always like, always had some inherent comment to me, like, oh my god, you look so good. But it felt like it was very specific to me, like, oh, your quads look great or something. I don't I don't know, like, nice gains, or I don't know. Like the braids. <laughs> so, and so... I I got to a point where I really needed that from him because I wasn't getting that anywhere else. I wasn't getting that internally. I wasn't getting that from my friends necessarily. Or if I was getting it from my friends, I wasn't accessing it. Right. And so when he wasn't available to me in that way, whether it was because we were like together or not together all the time, or he just wasn't available, then I felt mad and irritated with him when really, at the end of the day, I, when it came down to that whole relationship ending and me having time to heal, I realized that I never had this really crazy great relationship with my dad. I never got a lot of validation from him. And then I never learned how to access it from my friends. So I was really frustrated and really more upset about the fact that I felt like not enough or or you know and and I just wasn't accessing the people that I needed to access it from you know yeah I think they're so when Nick and I are first together he said something that our relationship didn't and he probably doesn't remember saying this but our relationship didn't feel like a movie like every day it didn't feel like this excitement like mm-hmm. every single day and I think there's a misunderstanding of what a long-term relationship or marriage will be like. Mm-hmm. It's not a Hollywood movie set every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to get up and go to work. We're tired. We're mm-hmm. cranky. There's bills. Like, mm-hmm. it's not an mm-hmm. Instagram life <laughs> every day where someone has spent an hour posing for pictures mm-hmm. to make the most beautiful Christmas. Like, we didn't even take a picture at Christmas because mm-hmm. we were just enjoying our family. Yeah. And that's what we did. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not rehearsed. It's not always Mm -hmm. exciting. And I think sometimes people think it's more than it is. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're expecting something that's not reality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's part of the problem. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to be Hollywood every day. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to make a decision here. I'm 
100% guilty of expecting that out of my partners. Yeah. Of expecting... But I bet none of yeah. your partners ever said, like, hey, that's not the way it's going to yeah. be. That's just not reality, yeah. so... And nor did I vo- vocalize that. Nor right. did I say, mm-hmm. like... I probably didn't even realize it at the time, but... Um, like, the relationship that I was in when we met, that, you know, we were t- together almost three years. Looking back, that was... Such a great relationship. I don't have very, I don't have like a lot of bad things to say about him. But first of all, I was 21 to 23. So I was, I was so young. Don't get me started on 22 year olds. (laughs) Are they just like the worst? (laughs) No, they're not the worst, but they're, I can say, because now I'm almost like 32. Yeah. God. You've got a decade. Yeah, I've had a decade to think about it. Mm -hmm. 22 to 32 is like a 180. A 180. Yeah. yeah. And the things you thought were marvelous when you were 18. <laughs> the things you thought were great ideas. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Mm-hmm. So dumb. We're just, just at that age, even mm-hmm. though you're going to college or you, you mm-hmm. know, you have plans, you're just, you're, you're not quite there. Your brain is always growing and mm-hmm. developing and thinking. And if mm-hmm. you, just kind of like when they say, oh, if you thought you knew everything when you were 16... Yeah. You don't. If you thought you knew everything when you were in 22, you don't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in... Another 10 years, 10 years you're going to be like... I was an idiot when I was like, 32. 32-year-olds. Like, don't probably, get me started. <laughs> oh, they probably shouldn't even be allowed to get married. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... just <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the course of life. You always mm-hmm. keep learning and figuring mm-hmm. things out. I definitely thought that, looking back on that relationship, he was so, like... So kind, very well, very tempered, very... Although we were basically alcoholics for the first year that we were together, (laughs) he was always very kind and, like... And the things that I appreciate out of that relationship, I didn't appreciate, but I would appreciate in my next relationship, Yes, you know? Yeah. Sarah's Googling mixed drinks. Oh, I just just really wanted to tell you that rum with orange juice is called a Cuban screw. Oh. Wow. But then, Sounds dirty. Yeah, but then it said um, specifically made with Malibu rum. I don't have Malibu rum. Oh. So it's Actually, rum. I probably don't even have rum. I might have gin. I think I have gin and probably tequila. Have gin. Based on your in-laws, you have gin. <sighs> yes. I liked gin, for the record, before I met them. Oh, did you? I drank it in... Uh... I can't think of what it's called. I think it's a Singapore sling mm-hmm. or something like that. But they they turned us on to gin. I say us because of both of us to gin and tonics. Yeah, they turned me on to gin tonics for sure. I started spending Christmas with Sarah's in-laws. Well, and your family. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. And I think I spent a Christmas with your family one year before that, too. You so, could have. Um, but... The first Christmas that I spent over at Nick's family's, um, I mean, they were drinking gin tonics, but for whatever reason, I decided to drink gin tonics, yeah. and I was sucking them down, and I <laughs> I probably ha- had, like, I don't know, seven I think it was or eight. the last Christmas. Wasn't it last Christmas where we got up and or looked up, and you were just, like, in there making... Making no. yourself was the Christmas. That was last no, that, Christmas. No, because last Christmas was the Christmas that we that we had Blake over, and I you guys got me um oh. that game, and oh. I wasn't so bad. Okay, the I definitely before. got drunk, but the Christmas before, uh, 
I just kept getting up to make my own gin tonics. Yeah. And I remember by, by like the third or fourth one, Jerry was like, NJ, do you want to make anyone else one? <laughs> and I was like, that's the end of the gin. <laughs> he was like, oh, there's more in the back freezer. Oh. And I just got so drunk. <laughs> and I remember the drive home. I told you a secret. Oh, I don't remember. I told you something that I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. About you? No, about- it was about someone else oh uh i don't i'll think of it and tell you off the podcast because obviously if it was a secret i wasn't but Um. i remember i think whatever the information was had actually come out and you're like yeah you told me and you told me not to tell anyone oh oh it's not that big of a secret now i remember what what was it has to do a shame yeah that's what i was gonna say has to do a shame do you, was I, Heather was pregnant? Co- no, it was a coffee stand. Oh, that's Which I'm right. I'm sure you can oh, mention it at okay. this point. <laughs> no, that wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> at the time but it was. I was supposed to not tell anyone. Yeah. Shane's going to listen to this and be like, <laughs> NJ, God damn it. <laughs> See, no worries, Shane. You, oh, you wanted to hear all the secrets, Shane? Yeah. Nothing to be about you. Yeah. And so boring. <laughs> yeah. Shane texted us before we started the podcast and said something about... We need to spill the secrets. Or... Spill the tea, which I, yeah, I said, still haven't Googled that to see what it yeah. means. Actually, I've never heard spill the tea. Spill the tea. So I'm going to have to Google that phrase. But that's the tea, Shane, was that I told Sarah yes. on the drunken Christmas night <laughs> that you guys were opening a Black Rock stand. <laughs> I, th- I remember because we were going over the viaduct yeah. in Medford. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was your big secret. <laughs> All right. I was like, we won't tell. <laughs> This, so this Christmas was a mild Christmas for alcohol because mm-hmm. I think it was the Christmas you got drunk where, um, this is why I love Nick's dad. He's like, Sarah, what can I get you to drink? And he started naming stuff. He's all, he's like, hell, I'll go to the liquor store and buy you whatever you want. Oh, I think I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I'll mm-hmm. drink whatever everyone else is having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year, first of all, I was really full because we went to your parents first. Right. And then, second of all, Nick and I had those buzz balls, and yeah. I went from zero to drunk in four so seconds. Those are seven ounces of alcohol with seventeen percent. Yeah, so seven like... ounces of seventeen percent, just disgusting. Yeah, ways. and you shoot them, and yeah. your dad got them at a minute market. No, right? we, I w- we picked them out together. Oh, picked, you picked them out together yeah, at the Minute Market? It wasn't a Minute Market. It was a grocery oh. store. And we oh. picked out one of each flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Nick and I decided to do one together at like 11 a.m. Yeah. And I got really drunk. And then when we went to his parents, I had that gin silver or whatever. Silver. Silver, silver fizz. fizz. And I got pretty buzzed off that. And then I was like, no one else is really turned. So I didn't really want to. Yeah. I didn't really want to have a repeat of that whole <laughs> Christmas. I was so right. drunk. Well, I think... Although, I'm pretty had, sure they had, love it. Yeah, people had to work the next day, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah I so. think that was the problem, although I didn't work the next day, but... Can I get a refill? Yeah. Wait. Okay. We're going to pause and refill This could be like a seven-part episode. <laughs> I'll never have to do this again. You're <laughs> yeah. just for the next year. <laughs> okay, pause. <laughs> we're seeing the lose after this podcast (laughs) (laughs) okay we're back with full drinks and we switched to tequila yeah switched to tequila from champagne it's uh 1 p.m and i can't what is that other stuff not the grand marnier 
Oh, the con con the drink? No, the alcohol. Oh, I don't know. That one I was holding up to show you. Oh. I can't say it. I can't say it either. A liqueur. <laughs> um, okay. So I made uh tequila sunrise. Yeah. Sarah tequila sunrise. You made tequila sunrises and then made the room dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it was too bright in here. It's... It was too bright in here to be this day drunk. What are you <laughs> looking at? Well, I was going to open Instagram to, because I pulled... You're as bad as my husband. No. <laughs> I was asking Instagram if they had any questions for us. So I was. Gonna, oh. I thought maybe this would be a good time to read them. Although, people didn't really post very many. I... Let's see. Let's go back. I hope you don't okay. lose followers from me. <laughs> Just, like, know. down to seven. <laughs> me, Shane... Of course, Nick could drop you after this. and From five and a half thousand down to seven. Oh my god, That would be a lot of my friends not even following <laughs> me. They're like, we knew they were awful. <laughs> this is what they do. They've probably been practicing podcasts for years <laughs> together. Oh, I did want to say that you, on, on along the lines of podcast, you were one of, I think you were the first person I told that I wanted to start a podcast. But I think it's because you, I, I wanted to start one, and I wrote it down, and then one day you told me I should start a podcast. Oh. And then Sometimes I Sometimes I feel like I have a bad memory. I remember weird things. Yeah, like that, your first memory of me that I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you told me that I should start a podcast, or said something like you and Walker. Oh, we were talking about the ducks. The birds. Yeah. Dying with the flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And then, wait, no, this was before then. That was before then. Yeah. But no, before then, you you had mentioned you should start a podcast. And then um, I was like, well, just so happens that I've been wanting to start a podcast. And then you were the one that thought of the name, which I haven't given you credit for, actually. So I should. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I said that I wanted it. To go with my Instagram name, right. CC, and this was like in May. This was a while ago. I should mm-hmm. go back and find that text message because I've literally been talking about it all year. And then you texted me one day at work, and you're like, "I got it." Yeah, I was driving, mm-hmm. and I was staring at everything, and I was like trying to think of c words. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I passed a semi truck that said like confidential or something <laughs> on it. Uh-huh. Something I don't know, something that affected. I had put a lot of different C words together. I should go back and look and see what we had come up with. But that's the one when you said that, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, it is really, it is really good. No, you think very analytical. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait. Right? Analytical? Yeah. I mean, you you think very deep and open about things, Mm -hmm. so... I don't know that I could have a podcast by myself because it'd probably be quite mm-hmm. boring. But you can hold a conversation with yeah. yourself, crack oh. yourself up, just talk about things. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. You can hold a pretty good conversation <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> I just have to smile and nod. But every so often, I'm like, "Wait, what? what you- no, no, that's not okay." <laughs> well, for people that don't know you that are listening, this is like very vocal for you like yeah. how much you're talking you're not going <laughs> be worn out what is today sunday, sunday. so tomorrow's new year's eve mm-hmm. new year's day 
Yeah. So maybe probably Thursday I'll be back to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already exhausted. This is a lot of talking for you. This is all the words. So actually, (laughs) um, Nick has a friend and who probably doesn't know what a podcast is. No, I'm just kidding. He does. Maybe. But my brother he, didn't. So. He well, he he has a flip phone. Oh, because okay. he's not into yeah. this. Oh, I know media. who you're talking about. He yeah. said he only has so many words he can use in a day. So sometimes by the end of the day, he's like, uh, doesn't talk. He's like, I'm dead. <laughs> I've used I've used all my just words. Runs for, out of words. Yeah, just runs out of words. <laughs> but you know, there's something to be said about being yourself. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something bad. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you shouldn't be it. Then don't be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the worst, if the, yeah, if the worst thing is you don't talk a lot, mm-hmm. then that's fine because I guarantee there's someone at some point they're talking to. Yeah. Um, for the record, tequila orange juice, which I'm pretty sure is like a tequila sunrise, is good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten out of ten, delicious. Mm-hmm. It is good. Yeah, and Sarah made them very strong. I had to add orange juice to mine. And call, and then she called me a baby. Well, the same thing <laughs> happened last night. I was getting ready for the podcast last night so i made margaritas on the rocks and nick took a drink and he was like Whoa. And i was like what's wrong he's like you made mine strong which i made him in a pitcher so his wasn't any stronger uh-huh. i took a sip of his and i said it tastes like mine maybe you have tequila on top mm-hmm. just to make him feel better but you were guys i think you, i'm getting tougher you guys were just drinking in solidarity for my date because i went on a date and we were oh drinking, that's true and you were like well if she's not gonna bring us then well, okay, so two things. One is I am refusing to go to the grocery store. So oh, yeah. I'm only making stuff we have at the house. So lucky, lucky for him, he had the stuff for margaritas. And two is you're dating. We don't like you to bring people over to our house <laughs> until you're committed. Because sometimes you bring them over and we like them. Mm-hmm. And then you never bring them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think you told me that. Um, Who was it? Well, I oh, I know who it was. I've moved back in with you twice. And that's okay cuz you're one of our favorite roommates. Yeah. <laughs> so I've moved back in with Sarah twice. That's why part of the reason why I joke that her and Nick are my parents. But that started before that too. Right, before Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Um has it been Was it three times? No, just twice. I think it's three times. I think it was three times. Well, Wait, we've lived together three times. You moved in oh, with us right. twice. We've yeah, th- yeah, because we lived together, um, like ages ago. Right. But uh, so you told me that the last time I lived with you, I started dating someone, <laughs> and I started bringing him over, and then <laughs> I just decided to not. I don't know why I saw. I saw. I stopped seeing him, and Sarah was like. You're not allowed to bring people over anymore because you stopped dating them and then we miss them because we think they're really great. Which I shouldn't be like that because I always say in my mind, if I have kids, I'm never going to be like that. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't be like that. Go ahead and bring them over. (laughs) No. We won't tell you if we like them or not until later on. you haven't met someone I've dated in a while. That's true. Actually, since I said that, you stopped. Yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't really dated either right. though. But it's okay. I haven't done much dating. I had a fling this summer. I had a thing last summer. You met him. That was like the last one last summer. La- oh, yeah. Yeah. He was all right. Well, you had yeah. I don't remember if you Nick liked him. Yes. Yeah. We they want, exchanged numbers yeah. within like 10 minutes yeah. of meeting each let's, other. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick is really good at bromances. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so it's funny because people that know us do think that we're an odd friendship because you're pretty quiet and very observant and I'm just like always talking and but it works out really good because mm-hmm. so if you're an introvert mm-hmm. it's exhausting mm-hmm. to trying talk. to engage yeah it takes all I have all the time mm-hmm. I just if you watch people and you observe, you can mm-hmm. learn a lot and there's a lot of interesting things. You should talk about that a little bit because the other day I posted oh an ask me a question thing on Instagram and I get this question a lot and I don't know how to answer it where people say something to the effect of how do you become more confident in talking or becoming an extrovert? And the thing is is I've always been an extrovert. Right. I haven't always been confident in certain areas of my life like I haven't always been confident in singing I haven't always been confident in Mm -hmm. podcasting like there are things but in general socially I've always felt fairly confident probably to a point where sometimes I just need to shut up yeah (laughs) so for an example something I tell my students or my brother or Nick or I tell you the same thing whether it's a presentation or an interview if you own your topic and you know what you're talking about so you're obviously not going to engage someone in something you don't know about i'm not going to be like engage you on like aerospace dynamics yeah. engineering of a rocket ship because mm-hmm. i don't know anything about it nor do i care to know a lot about it mm-hmm. but i could talk to you about something i know about mm-hmm. and i could engage you and i'll be confident in my topic so it really relates back to like presentations like if you're gonna present something and you're super nervous in front of the audience Mm -hmm. if you have researched that topic you have practiced your presentation you know the latest information you know every a 15 minute presentation you know that topic in or out Mm -hmm. then there's no reason that you can't stand up there and i don't want to say be like cocky but have some major confidence on that topic Mm mm-hmm and be able to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the answer that, you know, students always love to say, oh, I can look it up. I can find the answer for right. you if you don't know. And that's totally fine because we're all human and we can't mm-hmm. all know everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But just engage in something you mm-hmm. want to engage about. And if you don't know, just listen to the other person. Right. I can listen to people all day long. Mm-hmm. Smile and nod. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I'm not listening. So you we're- pick up things all the time we'll be in a group of people and I'll be too busy fucking chatting away <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, did you catch X, Y, Z that so-and-so said or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And you will have picked up so many different things that I didn't pick up at all. Yeah, for example, Nick's brother was talking about, I'm going to totally butcher it now. He was talking about temperature and air molecules and how the air molecules are moving and, like, the temperature is changing them and if Mm -hmm. we can cool them down and get them stacked on top of each other instead of, I don't know, something to that degree. And, of course, he just smiled and nod. And then I asked him something about it probably 24 hours later, which I think what I was asking didn't necessarily make sense for what he – because I was taking engineering stuff and I was trying to change it into, like, anatomy, like, how can we treat a patient in the hospital with it? But I was listening is the key. Yeah. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. and it took me a day to process everything. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. If you sit and talk to me, it's going to take me 
probably 24 to 72 hours before I actually mm-hmm. come up with an answer. Actually, that's true because there's been so many times where I've been over here and then you'll text me the next day or call me and you'll say, I was thinking about when you said X, Y, Z and I have a thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I slept on it and I have an idea. <laughs> I don't know why people can't hold meetings. Like we're going to have a meeting on Monday and then for those of you who are slow processors, mm-hmm. we'll follow up Wednesday or Friday. That uh-huh. would be, oh uh-huh. my gosh, mm-hmm. that's what I need in my life. Yeah. Because I can't come up with things on the spot. I have to think about it. Granted, certain situations, certain things, I can. But if something needs deep thought and consideration, mm-hmm. I'd prefer like 48 hours to... Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm sitting at home thinking about it. <laughs> Somewhere in the back of my brain, it's just being processed, and it'll eventually, like, move right. up to the front. You just pull yourself in the corner. <laughs> yeah. It's time to think I'm about it. not leaving the corner until I come up with an answer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would summarize that into being confident in what you well, do. Well, I totally forgot what you asked well, me. Well, you do know what you don't know. Well, being an introbert. Yeah, I mean. an introvert and trying to be social or. I don't. I'm not trying to be an extrovert. Mm. I don't want to be. Honestly, it sounds exhausting. What you Mm. do sounds exhausting. (laughs) I could record my life and put it on Instagram, but it's not going to be the same. Right. Because Mm. I I just don't have it in my heart. But for Mm. you, Mm -hmm. I think it's therapeutic. So it makes you feel good. Like you Mm -hmm. feel relaxed at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. For me, I'd be like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's been all day. Well, just the day I was you for Halloween. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was exhausted. I was stressed out. But I have a plan for next year if I can remember. So I, for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, I post all my stories all day. Just updating people (laughs) on my shit. And Sarah for Halloween was me and kind of made fun of me. But in a very, it was perfect on halloween it's i emulated you yeah she emulated me um and you you're not very active on instagram and (laughs) i aim for one post a month yeah yeah she said the other day that she tries to post once a month (laughs) like i try to post once a day (laughs) so she emulated me for halloween um and if you follow me on instagram you can go back and find it because i think i copied all of it and posted it but um you were exhausted at the end of the day. You're yeah. like, how does NJ do it? And plus the fact I was being watched, like, while I did my final recordings. Mm. Oh, yeah, Nick so that was, was watching you. Yeah, so, and I thought he was filming me, filming myself, pretending to be oh, you. Yeah. It was making me really nervous. And mm-hmm. he literally, I made him angle his phone away from me. <laughs> like, he could be on his phone. Because we were both in the living room, he but want to pull he couldn't have it, yeah, facing me. That's funny. So. I wrote him on Instagram yesterday because he posted a story of him at the gym. Oh, yes. And he did, like, a finger gun to the camera, and I, I <laughs> sent him a video back, and I did a finger gun to the camera. Yeah. And he wrote, he's like, it's weird videoing myself. See, and I was like, is. you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's a good point, though, because I think that some people, it's easy to look at an extrovert and think I should be more like that because they get more attention or whatever you want to summarize from that. But there are so many times when I look at someone like you, like I look at you all the time and think I could like take a page <laughs> out of your book and listen better or just sit back and be okay in the silence or in in those 
lulls in conversation because I don't think that phases you as much. You're like, if no one has anything to say, then <laughs> we can fine. all sit here quietly. Yeah. <laughs> she'll just sit here quietly and stare at the walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which actually, you and Nick do. <laughs> I've come over before, and you're both just sitting on the couch dark living room no tv on just (laughs) staring at the dogs or something (laughs) yeah the dogs are entertaining is that married life (laughs) you know Mm. oh by the way sarah got married in july you said that already well i said this year but i didn't say in july yep six months so we're pretty much has it been six months marriage experts jesus just kidding all these people were married (laughs) Does it feel the same as just living together? Does it feel I was different? actually asked this question the other day uh-huh. by my cousin. Uh-huh. And I didn't know whether it's a trick question or not. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty religious, uh, very sweet, goes to a Christian college. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, is this a trick question? Does she really want to know or mm-hmm. is she, like, judging? Oh, she asked if... If I felt living together before we were married was a good idea or not. Idea. Idea. <laughs> That's, That's tequila, the tequila. So nice. <laughs> the more of those you hear, Is the that sooner like an we'll English stop. way to say it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which I answered truthfully. Yeah. And I said I thought it was a good idea because that way you're used to the other person Mm -hmm. so i could imagine the stress of a like if you have a wedding and all the people coming in town and the things you get and the opinions Mm -hmm. and having the cater and the venue and all the crap that goes along with the wedding Mm -hmm. on top of a whole nother human entering Mm -hmm. your space yeah and then laundry and does he wipe the counter down after he mm-hmm. does the dishes? Because I don't like water spots. Mm-hmm. So all that had kind of been worked through mm-hmm. prior to getting married. So when mm-hmm. he got married, it was kind of just calm. I can't even imagine marrying someone that I didn't know their living habits. Because that's when you know someone. Yeah. When you know what time they wake up on a Sunday. And you know what they do when they're sick. And you know how they behave when... They're upset. You know, because you don't, you don't carry that with you, even if you are together four or five nights a week. There's just a huge difference yeah. between sharing a space, being considerate of each other, and, you know, that, that's just, I, that's crazy to me that people get married and they... But good for them. I mean, if it works out, good mm-hmm. for them. The funny thing about Nick was he started hanging stuff up at my house now our house mm-hmm. before he moved in he wasn't even living here and he had a whole wall with his stuff on it like his college diploma oh i don't remember that yeah i do remember him um you were doing a lot of just house things like little renovations mm-hmm. and stuff and he was doing like all of them yeah like your backyard mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah way before he ever moved in right i was like wow so i was like i need him yeah. <laughs> need, a, need someone to mow the front yard. Yeah. I know. We were talking about introvert and we got all the way to that. Wow. Yeah. I know. So you didn't get any good questions because... Okay. One of the questions oh, God. is... Oh. Well, we already answered this, but how did you guys meet and how your friendship has become what it is today? Well... Yeah, I think we answered that. We answered how we met and our friendship just because... It evolved naturally over time. Yeah. We lived together... After 
couple months of eating. And if I ever get back in shape again, yeah. I'm going to make you do a CrossFit competition. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So Sarah and I like did our fitness journeys together because mm-hmm. we both got. Now I'm just shape. drinking tequila and yeah. orange juice. So <laughs> that's where mine's at. Yeah. I'm married. I don't have to work out. <laughs> yeah. But you're. Your whole lifestyle has changed so dramatically as far as just your eating habits. Yeah. I told someone, well, my parents don't know you, but when I was over there on Christmas Eve, they, well, they know about you and stuff. Yeah. And they only, maybe because I don't talk to them very often, um, they just think you're like this health nut and stuff. And I was like, when Sarah and I first lived together, I'm not kidding, she lived off like Pasteroni and Dr. Pepper. Pasteroni is delicious and so is Dr. Pepper, so... <laughs> I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with it. But you ate it every day. Yeah. You ate pastaroni well, a lot. It works. It's an easy mm-hmm. cheap meal. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even buy pastaroni. It's so I mean, good, I though. buy pastaroni. And then we did the 17-day diet, which was... Was that the one without meat? Uh... I'm pretty... Or just meat. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was one where I was... I don't know what you're it making. It was like... No, there was no carbs. Yeah. You were making me eat, like, spaghetti. Yeah. With no noodles. So it was just sauce and meat. And I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> we were eating, like, yogurt. A lot of yogurt. Yeah. And cottage cheese. Yeah, that I do like long. cottage cheese. I need to get back on my cottage cheese eating. But we did start, like, CrossFit and stuff together. And right. both lost a bunch of weight and just kind of changed our lifestyle a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we did a bunch of CrossFit competitions together and all that. That's friendship building right there. <laughs> and then I don't know. I don't know after that. Just there's some people that stay in your life and some people that don't. Yeah. Which kind of... Le- Shane asked how oh, gosh. to set boundaries in your life with toxic people. What does that mean? Is he at, like, am I toxic or which one of us is the toxic one? <laughs> I don't know. Shane, maybe you're the toxic one. <laughs> I know. No, just kidding. So Shane actually officiated the wedding. Yeah. Nick, Nick and oh, I. yeah. Wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I would say that's a question for Norma Jean, not me, because I can shut a toxic person out in two seconds. <laughs> you have zero toxic I don't have people. any... Yeah, I don't have time for that. Just be nice. I feel like that's something I've learned from you. <laughs> Just be nice or don't be around. Because you are, of anyone I've ever met, have so little patience for people that aren't going to respect your boundaries and respect your your time. Well, okay, so... And number one rule, do not lie to Sarah. (laughs) Do not lie to me. I feel like you could probably tell me anything, and as long as you're telling the truth, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to care, because Mm -hmm. we all do dumb things, we all have things happen to us that are out of our control, Mm -hmm. but... There is a difference between keeping something to yourself and not sharing because you're not ready, and lying to someone yeah. about something. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. Just It just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I... It's... I think because... What, the way, with the way I was raised and I... What, my dad was so religious and... It's funny because those principles of don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal are so enforced that it almost makes Makes you you. do that Mm -hmm. thing because you feel like 
no one else is lying and no one else is fucking up around you. And so you have to hide it if you do. So coming into being an adult, there were definitely times where I fucked up and I felt like I couldn't tell anyone because I didn't think anyone else was fucking up or, you know, we all are. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And I think probably because you have kind of stuck around as my friend tolerated yeah no, you've tolerated <laughs> you've tolerated my presence for so long that you've you've seen me do some like not super fucked up things but some not think not so savory things and you weren't like oh my god i totally condone this behavior but it was like well you probably shouldn't do that but i love you and i'm here for you kind of thing that's the difference just because I don't agree or, like, Nick and I are, like, a team, like, we don't agree or one of us doesn't agree, doesn't mean we care any less about someone. It just means we have a difference of opinion. And it doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we're right. But there's no point in, um, if everybody had the same thought or conclusion every time how boring would life mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. if we can't have a little diversity in our thought and our opinions just yeah were you at dinner when we were talking about elon musk no. so the fitzpatrick's have deep conversations sometimes oh yeah um <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> and so one member of the family said oh my gosh he's a visionary he's gonna save the world da, 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 da. Nick's brother said he's a businessman. He's here to make money. And the whole table was like, oh, how dare you talk about oh, really? Elon that way? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, get him. Devil's advocate. <laughs> he's nothing but a businessman. Right. Because I think the idea of having a different opinion is so valuable. And sometimes if I'm in a conversation, even if I agree with the majority, <laughs> I'll go on the devil's yeah. advocate side yeah. just to stir people yeah. up. Because I think just it's to feel good. It out. Yeah. Like, I think you need that, um, mm-hmm. you need the bigger picture. You can't just say mm-hmm. it's one way or the other. It's, mm-hmm. there's always something bigger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, when I think about, when I think about our friendship or how you've influenced me to the 27 year old amazing person that I am today, <laughs> I think one thing always sticks out in my mind and I don't know why this always sticks out, but I think it's because you, I don't, I don't know why, but when I, I was in that relationship for how, you know, nine months and I was so miserable in it and I was so sad and I was so hurt and I was with this guy that I, he wouldn't commit to me and I kept coming to you and being like, I kind of like excusing why I was staying with him or why I was holding out for him and you always told me how you felt about it. You always said, I don't like this. I don't like the way he treats you or, you know. But you always ended it with, but I love you and I know that you have to do this your own way. <laughs> I still see you tag him yeah. in Facebook stuff. And I'm like, well, okay. Whatever you and need to do. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I know you're going to have to do this in your own way. Uh, you yeah. Know? But... Nobody can be in someone else's shoes, so I don't know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So, if you, everyone's got to take their own path, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much advice you get, you're gonna take your own path, and 
unless you're happy with your path, you're never going to be happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you told me, oh, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and I did X, Y, and Z, I guarantee I'm not going to be happy and I'm going to end up doing A, B, and C. And then once I do A, B, C, Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel good. Mm -hmm. Whether it turns out good or not, I'm going to feel better for going Mm -hmm. the way I need to go. And I think, I mean, everyone should do that. Yeah, it's really easy to... to tell everyone else how to live their life it's really easy to look on the outside and be like oh why are you with this person or why are you in this job that you hate and it's like it's not that fucking simple man and some people just need to find their own way through it that doesn't mean you can't tell them how you feel about it right but well and if you don't tell them you're not a good friend yeah 100 percent so so, Shane, that's how you cut out toxic people. <laughs> you just... <laughs> <laughs> Are they telling you the truth, and do they uh, love you through your shitty decisions? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. hmm You gotta tell the truth. Yeah. I said that too quiet. You have to tell the truth. Oh, my Whispering gosh. Whispering it. You must tell the truth. <laughs> that's, that was actually your subconscious. Like. I didn't whisper anything. <laughs> it's a big secret. Man, I love the truth. You... There's only and remember everyone's an onion. There's lots of layers. <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta peel them back. I'm one dimensional, man. No, <laughs> no. Like I can't even think of anything funny. Greatest accomplishments in your life? I don't know about that question. Who do we? I don't know them. That's kind of funny. So do I you have a greatest accomplishment? But no. But remember how I had a date? Yeah. Or I didn't even go on a, a date. date yet with him. This was a long time ago. And the guy asked me what my my life goals were. Oh, or my yeah. greatest accomplishments. And I was so annoyed. Speaking of things that <laughs> turned you off about someone. Yeah. And I was saying like, spooky and asking big broad questions. And I was like, Yeah, we're this we're done. This is a dumb question. And the funny thing was Nick, who I'm now married to, asked me, he goes, <laughs> What are some of your big goals in life? And then he looked around the house that I owned and mm-hmm. realized I had a couple of college degrees and said, never mind, I think you got them. And I was like, yep, you're yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like, that was it. Thank uh-huh. you for ending that conversation. So it's it's um, it's um not even, like, what someone asked, right? Because someone asked – two different guys asked me the same question, uh-huh. and I interpreted them totally different. Right. From But also, one was via text and one was in person. Oh, my God. Big questions over text message. I'm like, get out of here. Let me write you a novel. Yeah. Actually, I have to talk to text now. Yeah. Well, my first goal in life. Is that, were you talking to text this morning when you said in Greece? No. Nope. Oh. That was just my autocorrect. Oh. I'm just gangster like that. <laughs> I asked her if she had the ingredients for mimosa or something, and she said I don't have the indies. I-N-D-E-S, oh. I think. I don't have the indies. I was like, what are you talking about? And I thought you were going to know what that meant. No, I didn't. But. Yeah. Um, what, accomplishments? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel. You pro- know what? I think people should just be happy if they've survived. <laughs> Maybe that's the tequila. <laughs> Never mind. She's going to end this podcast any minute now. Yeah. The lower my glass gets. (laughs) Well, I think I, it's easy to look at everyone else and think, oh, they, they, I was talking to my roommate, Serena, about this Friday night. And I said that 
I think it's very easy to look at, if you look up to someone, especially if it's a celebrity, say it's a celebrity. If I look up to a singer, let's say, because I've always idolized Christina Aguilera. I've always thought she does have a good voice. Yeah. And I'm going to sing at the end of this. Yeah. (laughs) If you actually sing, I'll be so proud Uh, of you. I'm going to have to practice first. Okay. I tried to sing (laughs) once. When you see them, all you see is an album and singles and her doing well. You're not seeing every time she flopped. And the thing is, is I think you should be more proud of like when you're just fucking doing something and... That's when I that's what Serena and I were talking about when I was talking about all the shit I did on my Instagram and I started being active and posting content, if you will, and I wanted to start a podcast. I was like, I get that it doesn't always land. I get that. Mm-hmm. But if I ask myself, is it harmful to me? Is it harmful to others? Like, is it sacrificing my values? If the answer is no, and the matter of the fact is it just didn't land, then that's okay because it's not always going to fucking land. And you have a goal to do something and you have to do 10 things that don't land to get to something that does land, then you should be proud of the 10 things that didn't land. Right. No, I think Serena is actually a really good example because when I met her, she was still in school. Mm -hmm. So she was working on her degree and Mm -hmm. fast forward a few years, she's graduated Mm -hmm. she has a job i don't know if it's her dream job but it's definitely an awesome stepping stone Mm -hmm. it's where she should be i feel right now she has a house um like she's making her way in life and i think that's kind of perseverance perseverance yeah (laughs) this is gonna end quickly with tequila perseverance is the is the key you know she has Mm -hmm. it's not like and i don't Okay, so if you've been going to school for 15 years, that's great. But hopefully in 15 years, you can have a degree. Mm-hmm. And then you can get a job. So I think it's being able to hit those stepping stones that move, move you to the next level. So mm-hmm. just kind of like if you're in school, there's no reason to be like, oh my gosh, in 10 weeks we have a final. Well, in yeah. one week, you need to have chapters one and two done. And by week two, you're going to have your first quiz. Like. Mm-hmm. You just have to get through that. Yeah. Why are you smirking I'm at just me? smiling because I thought, can you tell Sarah's a teacher? <laughs> but that's true, though. And I not that's honestly not even something that I think I have a full grasp on or something that I understood a year ago. Because when I thought I want to start a podcast, I, d- I thought I, that the first one needed to be perfect. No. Which is... That's not how it's going to go. And the thing is also that, so when I talk to you about, oh, you're starting your podcast, what are you doing? Like, I don't know anything about podcasts. I don't know anything about recording stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know anything about anything. Next thing I know, she's got like fancy little headphones and a little (laughs) mic thing. She's like, we need to do it here, do this and plug Mm -hmm. this in. I'm like, whatever. So you've done your research. Once Mm -hmm. again, back to the extrovert versus introvert like you're owning it like Mm. i need i need this my next step is to have this so that my Mm -hmm. sound will sound better Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing and you're working towards that Mm -hmm. you know you have a goal in mind Mm -hmm. i mean for me i'm working at surviving the month of january like i look Mm -hmm. at my work calendar okay if i can get through this week 
and this week, mm-hmm. and then this week I'm golden. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of that's the, the key of life. <laughs> you saying that, I have flashbacks of you saying that all the time. Like, oh, I just need to get through this, or I just need to get through this. There's not a lot of big, big picture talk from you. No. That doesn't mean you don't ever think about the big picture, but it's just very one step at a time, one, you know... One mm-hmm. weekend at a time. <laughs> well, so Nick went to a leadership class and he came home and he was talking about procrastinators. And I think I fall into the category of someone who procrastinates and I hate it. Like, I wish yeah. I could do stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I read a book for like two hours. I wow. read a book. Mm-hmm. You know how much work I could have got done besides read a book? Mm-hmm. A ton. But I also know my deadlines are still like 7 to 15 Mm. days out, Mm -hmm. so it's not going to happen. I'm just not going to do it. So I'm going to own the fact that Mm -hmm. I'm going to read a book, and in about four days, I'm going to hit oh shit mode, (laughs) and I'm going to get my work done, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get it done good, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get it done in time. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. because I don't think anyone ever hits perfection. Mm -mm. But um, it's nice, like... When he comes home and says, hey, I went to this leadership class, and guess what? Procrastinators do good, and this is mm-hmm. why. Because that's what they work off of, mm-hmm. is that last-minute drive to do things. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, where I, I'll, I'll get, like, 80% of it kind of maybe together in my brain or something, but when it comes down to it, I can't really put the pressure on myself until I feel the pressure of the deadline. Right. What's that? There's a saying that's like, a task will take as long as you give it or something like that. Well, yeah. So I was just reading an article about, um, like, work weeks and if you give someone an assignment. So Mm -hmm. if you say, you have to do this assignment however long it takes you versus you have 40 weeks or 40 weeks, 40 hours to get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. The people will more likely get it done in 35 if you don't give yeah. them a time frame. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. I think that's partially what's wrong with our mm-hmm. society a little bit is, oh, I hate the 40-hour 40 40 40 oh, like, work week. Drives me crazy. <laughs> Sarah's very passionate about the bullshit 40-hour work week, which is a actually a pet peeve of mine because you've kind of exposed me to this. Because I used to think, like, oh, I work 50 hours a week, which Why? means I'm fucking badass. No. It okay. means the last 10 hours, you're screwing off and you're not even doing work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I work four days a week. I work four tens, but sometimes is more like four nines. Like, it depends on the week, but I don't always get a full 40 hours in. And there are people sometimes that will kind of virtue signal to you that they're cooler than you because they work 50 hours and i'm like why so you're losing all that time with your family and hobbies and like cooler shit you don't own the company if you own the company and you're putting your blood sweat and tears into that that's a little different but if you don't own the company you're disposable to them anyway they don't give a shit whether or not you're putting in 50 hours a week a little overtime pay is nothing off them no they'll take it out in taxes yeah (laughs) taxes anyways and you're never gonna see that 10 Mm -hmm. hours but those 10 hours of overtime, even if you're getting paid, maybe you can buy, like, one extra thing that month. I don't mm-hmm. know. If you put those 10 hours into you or something you like, mm-hmm. gosh, I'm not trying to sound like a... <laughs> <laughs> a life coach? Yeah, a yeah. life coach. But <laughs> if you had 10 hours to put back into you or your family or 
yeah anything mm-hmm. oh my gosh I told it'd be a huge difference that that's exactly what Serena and I were talking about on Friday night because I said I have I it's not like I don't put my time into work because when I'm there whatever but I did I started producing content on Instagram I started getting these ideas about podcasting and I started just getting ideas mm-hmm. and I I don't re- I don't even remember where I read it and I don't, it might have been like a Mark Manson thing, but talking about learning to glean from your experiences and getting expired from your experiences. So it's kind of that, like, if, if you want to be interesting, then do interesting things. Right. You know, and that doesn't have to be like fucking climbing Mount McLaughlin, but being in environments with 9, your friends. and feet. Like. 700. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you... Mount McLaughlin's not even... I was thinking about No, Everest. it is 9,000 oh, oh. feet. <laughs> I don't know why. Mount McLaughlin's like not hey, that big a of a deal. that's a good stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made my experiences with people, my conversations with people a little more interesting because I start thinking, oh, this is content. This is something that I could put into a video or this is something that I could talk about on a podcast. This is something that I could share with people because we all have those conversations that we have with close friends mm-hmm. or family and you think like it feels very private, but you know deep down that it's not and that a lot of people feel this way and there's nothing better than hearing through Instagram or through a podcast or something you read and be like, man, that's cool that I'm not the only person that feels this way and not only feels this way, but feels exactly this way about right. something. So that has given me so much drive to be like interested in things, interested to do things. And when I try and explain that to people, they don't always get it. But like I started with, I wanted to post a one minute content video on Instagram and then I go to, okay, how do I collect content? And then I start being more interested in my conversations with people and more interested in what they're saying and what they have to say and then kind of gleaning from that and it just turns into this thing that I'm way more interested in than getting my fucking 40 hours in. Right. Like, by a long shot. I think it goes back to that initial question of introvert versus extrovert. Even though you're an extrovert, Mm -hmm. you're owning your Instagram, you're owning your podcast, you're owning... This is what your what your drive or passion is to mm-hmm. know about this, expose this, share mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and you feel good when people reach out to you and you feel like you're helping people mm-hmm. and you are and you're you're making a difference and whether it's one person or two person, it doesn't matter as long as it's yeah. something. And even mm-hmm. if it's just making you feel better, that's all that it matters. For example, for me the other day I um had to go out and drop stuff off to my husband at work and his co-workers like oh what are you doing on your day off and I was like oh I gotta go in I'm gonna talk to my boss about yeah. looking at some numbers and I'm gonna <laughs> see like um so occasionally I should backtrack I work at a hospital occasionally mm-hmm. and I'm like what if we looked at this and are we doing this I just recently went to a conference mm-hmm. and I'm like if we changed our practice could we help patients and you know um have better outcomes you know what what are is our practice aligning with what's best for patients and they're like 
seriously? <laughs> this is what you're doing for your day off? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, please mm-hmm. tell me it's because you're back in school. Like, this mm-hmm. is a school project. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, mm-hmm. really, it'd be just great if we knew that we're doing the best we can do. And mm-hmm. they're like, we could find a hundred better things to do on mm-hmm. your day off. And I'm like, well, I've had enough days off mm-hmm. that I can kind of think about what I want to do and like having the cleanest house in the world or like yeah or I don't even know isn't isn't rewarding to me like let's look at some numbers let's see what let's see what we can do to make a difference in a bigger picture like yeah I think I think you need a bigger picture of yourself even though it's from yourself like Mm -hmm. to other people Mm because it it kind of goes back to our story of like Christmas and gifts so the reward for giving something to someone else is bigger than like rewarding yourself for getting a gift for yourself. If you can, if you can, um, reach out to people or make it, if I can make a difference in like 10 people's lives or two people's lives, that's bigger than Mm -hmm. like getting whatever I wanted for Christmas. Right. Yeah. That's such a good example. Like you, you spelling that out. I feel like there could not be a better illustration of how I feel about sharing my story or sharing my experiences or sharing what I have to say on a podcast or through Instagram or whatever medium you choose. And here's the thing. I've, my story and what I've been through, I know that there are thousands, if not millions of people that have been through something similar or something that they can identify that with. So if we go back to three years ago, four years ago, Say I'm in counseling, I have, you know, a few close friends that know about my life or, you know, like my childhood or things like that. One of the common responses I've received over the years is you're going to help so many people because you you can identify, you can share your story, this, that, and the other. And I didn't understand that until I started sharing my story. And I always thought, I don't know. I was like scared to death. I was, I don't know, people don't want to know or I don't know. I was just so used to being private and I've, I can't tell you how many counselors have told me like, you need to tell your story. Some of it started coming because I started going to a group thing and I realized how interesting it was to, um, kind of resonate with other people within that group right. and just talk about trauma or whatever within a group of people. And that's when I was like, okay, I could share this with Instagram. I could share this with other people, but I say all that to say that the people that are close to me that know my story, there are people along the way that have been, that have said, you know, you'll find a purpose for this. Like there will be one day this will all make sense. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wouldn't say that I've reached like that day necessarily, but when people want to know or don't understand my content or don't understand what I'm doing, like that's it. That is 100% it because the first time I shared anything super vulnerable on Instagram was I shared like six videos of me just telling my story and I had had it sitting in my phone for like a month and I shared it and I had like, I don't even know, like a hundred people reach out to me. That's, they, <laughs> that's more followers than I have. <laughs> it was so many people and I was just like, oh my God, this is it. This is it that Mm -hmm. I have to share. And I felt all the work I had done in counseling 
not to discredit that at all because I there's still that work had to be done but finding a medium to share and people to connect with was like life-changing and now it's just a matter of like really digging deep and being like what am I willing to share what am I and some of it you know like I said some of it doesn't always land and some people are like what the fuck yeah it's like I'm but just going to have to own it. Yeah. you Like, if someone says that, mm-hmm. well, if you're sharing reality, who who are they to judge? Like, mm-hmm. that happened. That's reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos to you for being able to put it out there. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's thousands of people who probably couldn't put it out there. And they're mm-hmm. just sitting at home alone. Like, oh, gosh. Like, I wish I had someone I could resonate with. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of get a kick, to be honest, um, out of your your rants when someone you're like if you don't like it don't follow me and it's like a five minute rant about you don't like my singing I'm gonna sing some more you don't like my stories I'm gonna tell you more and, and I think um and I'll be honest with you and you know this mm-hmm. I skip through some of your stories yeah I'll I'll go through them some mm-hmm. I listen to I think anymore I'm kind of I don't want to use the word intrigued, but not that I don't keep up with you outside of Instagram mm-hmm. because I do, but I'm just like, what is in Jay up to? And yeah. I listen to him. And yeah. if I don't care, I skip through him. And I don't yeah. tell you like, you know what, NJ, I don't care about you going to the grocery store and looking for cold medicine. Because if I have the time to text you <laughs> to tell you yeah. I don't care, uh-huh. then I need to find something else to do. And so yeah. I, I think it's, mm-hmm. I think for... What? You're going to lose followers again. I think for those people who um, have the time to be like, I don't like your singing or I think you post too much, I think they need to do a little self-reflection on yeah. like, mm-hmm. what, like, wh- like, why does it matter to Like, why does it matter yeah. to them? Like, yeah, you're not in charge of my... Should I call it my yeah. brother? Yeah. <laughs> so my brother, <laughs> follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow. <laughs> and, and I think it's more... Um, and I think probably for him, he, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, if mm-hmm. he listens. But um, it's, he knows one side of you, and then there's... Yeah. And not the Instagram side is a different side mm-hmm. of you, but it's just more exposure. And so, yeah. finding where the mm-hmm. balance is between, you're like, oh, okay, NJ, that's enough. Like, I see you on Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and Get off my like, Instagram! <laughs> exactly. Like, you're the yeah. only story I have. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, kind of finding mm-hmm. that balance in... I, I, I hope for those that, I think I'm, that's kind of where I do struggle is I, I, I really hope people know that I have conversations like this, like this conversation isn't happening only because we're drunk on a Sunday and we're podcasting, (laughs) but these conversations exist and this kind of intimacy, if you will, exists in my life consistently right far outside of media mm-hmm. and i don't know how i would just like to say actually yeah. most of the time i'm with you never gets on instagram yeah and the most of the time well i think nick probably gets on more than me because he's just, just like picking he's on just him. funnier yeah. but um there's definitely a difference i don't want to say that outside of instagram there's a different reality than on instagram it's the same reality it's just not i mean it's just not a continual loop you yeah. don't have your phone on constantly mm-hmm. but I mean, your Instagram still self is yourself. Like yeah. that. As much as you same. can do on a platform yeah. like that. 
I'm like, I'm not gonna nobody live wants, stream my whole Yeah, day. nobody <laughs> wants to watch you come over to my house and see me stare at my dogs. And yeah. Like, NJ, look, look, yeah. look how cute they are. Look. Actually. Look. Oh, Between now they want to go outside. You Can you let them out? Yeah. Like, I still press snooze when I don't want to get up in the morning. I still have, like, just as normal of a day as anyone else. But I else, did start you know? making the bed on mornings I get up. Oh, really? Because of you. Because I said I made my bed? Yeah. Oh. Well, and I've been looking at, like, Pinterest stuff, and it's always, yeah. like... <laughs> it's always, like, make your bed first thing. It's like, well, that's what NJ said. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel better about your made bed? Uh, Well, I actually washed the sheets today, too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel... I don't know. Something about, for me, when I make my bed, all the a lot of other things seem to come in line. And I don't know if that's just a psychological thing, but if I make my bed in the morning... Then I come home from work and my room's clean. Then I don't like throw my gym bag on the ground and then yeah. like change my clothes and leave my dirty clothes on the ground because like my bed's made, my room's clean. I'm gonna keep it that way. It could be. But the second that it's not, cl- the bed's not made, then chaos. Yeah, Just, like drunk and ragers all <laughs> night, calling in sick, back to being 21. <laughs> Every day that I didn't make my bed, I just go straight for, like, straight vodka. I just see, like, Instagram posts from, like, the gypsy at 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, she must have not made her bed today. Only she would have made her bed. She wouldn't be having tequila sunrises at 1 a.m. I made my bed this morning. Oh, shoot. I made it yesterday, too. That's because I have influence. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did we answer all your Instagram questions? I think we did. I think we should wrap it up. Okay. We're already up to another hour. This has been nearly a two hour podcast. Yeah, you're gonna have to break you're gonna have to break this up for your four followers. <laughs> so my first podcast was eleven minutes, then my next one was forty minutes. Next one, two hours. Yeah. I'm giving Joe Rogan a run for his money. Dude, sober October has got nothing on me. I know. They really don't. We're just drunk. At least drunk December. At least I didn't pee in the corner. Drunk December. It DD, oh, yeah. Oh, you know. Wait, I'm did they already say that? No, I just made that up just okay. now. <laughs> As I'm watching the time tick on your podcast, hurry, finish it, <laughs> hurry. We only have six minutes. <laughs> what am I going to do now for the next hour that I'm intoxicated yeah. on tequila? I could use some food. No, we're gonna um, have to get Nick to drive us somewhere. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't. I asked my brother what his handle was, but you don't really like have people follow you. Do you care? I have a... So, if there... People who aren't following you that I don't know, I don't let follow me. That's, like, my rule now. They have to be following you to follow me if I don't know them. Like, if I just get a random one, and I'm like, I don't know you, and I click on them, and I don't recognize any of their followers... Okay. Like, I have two Pindian ones right now, and I always laugh when it's, like, gym ones or stuff, and I'm like, bro, I don't really work out. <laughs> I, just, I just look at Instagram memes and think about it. <laughs> so, you can attempt to follow Sarah. Sarah. With S- two R's. A-R-R-A-H. D- underscore. Oh, no. I'm going to fuck it up. You do it. Sarah. With two R's. So, it's S-A-R-R-A-H-D yes. underscore O seven. Correct. S A R R A H D O seven. Yep. There is an underscore in there, right? Nope. Oh, okay. Let me repeat it one more time. S A R R A H D O seven. At O as in zero. Oh yeah, zero seven. Correct. And I am Norma Jean C C N O R M A J E A N C C 
at Instagram. You, no. <laughs> she looked at me like, is that right? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Sounds good to yeah, me. We're not pretty wasted. Oh, and also, um, Tonto. Oh yeah. My brother Tonto is possibly going to do a voting poll mm-hmm. over who's better me or him on mm-hmm. the podcast, mm-hmm. which he did for Halloween. And I just want to say I did win. Yeah. Even did. though he won the female vote. <laughs> So don't discriminate, but um, if he throws out a vote, you know. Yeah, so he's probably going to throw out a vote, and then I'll throw out a vote. And then I'll throw out a vote. I'll throw out a vote (laughs) in a week from today. Okay. Today's Sunday. I'll throw out a vote next Sunday and see if people like Tontos or... Because most people started listening to last week's podcast, like, Friday and Saturday this week, and that might be because of the holidays. I think the holidays, yeah. All right, so I'll throw out a vote next Sunday. Because I think my like feelings more. are going to get hurt. I feel like yours is going to win because it's longer, but... I got a lot to say. I got a lot to listen. <laughs> okay. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Because tomorrow was New Year's Eve and the next day is New Year's. Yeah. I, we were going to talk about New Year's resolutions, oh, but sh- it's not... It's, shoot. It's not in the cards. <laughs> Hopefully I win the vote and then you can... Because I got plans. I'm going to be one of those... People that totally like, I got 10 New Year's resolutions. Let's yeah. see if I can do if it. If you're lucky enough to bink it into Sarah's Instagram, she might post her New Year's resolutions. Oh, gosh. Like, Don't use me like that. <laughs> Actually, hold me accountable. <laughs> All right. See if you're an introvert. You don't have people hold you accountable. Just do your own thing. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. I don't even know who my guest is, but we'll figure it out. Okay, peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>